gentlemen, boys and girls, all the queers, all the straights, anybody in between, give it up for Miss Karis. All right, honeybees, we are back for another episode of the Sweetest Honey Podcast. And today we are joined by our co-host for the day. We've got our favorite drag queen of all time, Miss Karis. Oh, <laughs> and Karis is joined by her husband or his husband, um, Kyle. Hello. All right, you guys. So today we're just going to get a little bit into it. So we've kind of got a an Ask a Drag Queen episode for you guys tonight. And it is about to be a hot mess and I'm super excited about it. So Miss Karis, tell us about how you got started with drag. For people that may not know what drag is, what is drag and how did you get started? So I got started from drag because I just not finished college, but left college from doing show choir and mm-hmm. theater. So I have that like yearning needed to do something creative. Yeah. And I went to my first bar with my first like real boyfriend and was 18 and I saw a drag queen and it was just like chills all over and I was like, this is what I've been preparing yes, for. So I just I had to it. make it happen. <laughs> oh, number one. Okay. Bloop. Hold on. We're going to backtrack just a little bit. Karis and Kyle, tell us how you identify and pronouns. It can be for the sake of this podcast or in general. So I, just... I feel very unspecific. I, okay. love, I prefer she and drag just for the fantasy of it, but I don't ever feel offended by either because it teeters back and forth mm-hmm. with shows okay. and life. But outside of drag, he, him. Okay. But at the same time, I really don't ever care. And Kyle, what about you? My pronouns are always he, him. Always he, yep. him. Okay. So we got like a maybe they, them, uh, she, her situation, sometimes depending on how you present at the moment or what you're feeling at the time. Yeah. All right. I feel it. I'm into it. All right. And okay. So going back into how you got started in it. So it just felt like home. Y'all were just at a bar and you were just like, oh, this is it. Yeah. It just happened. <laughs> you know, some things you can look at and be like, okay, I got it. Right. And I knew it was going to happen. Oh, I love it. Work up to the first show. Well, I at the time was dating a guy that had done my full year of show choir. Mm -hmm. So he knew how to do makeup and Mm -hmm. I had no makeup experience at all, but I was feminine. So it Uh worked out. He taught me how to do makeup and I spent about two months preparing for my first amateur night and got a costume and a wig and practiced a number and learned choreography and Uh had him practice my makeup. I never practiced my own. Oh my Um, gosh. And then about two months later, I went out on my first amateur night and forgot all of the choreography. Of course. It was terrible, but I won. Yes. So it went from there. I and it's taught. probably just because she was pretty. It's just like no matter what this person is wearing, like whatever pronouns they're using at the moment, like they're just a pretty person, period. I was not like, pretty then. Mm, <laughs> I probably find that real friends. hard to believe. Nah, baby. Oh she cute. She cute. Mm-mm. Okay, so that's awesome. So how was kind of the progression from that? So it was just an amateur night. Was there like a, a, a cash prize for it or there just was kind a of cra- the recognition? There was a $50 cash prize, but I was just more interested in just like jetting right into it. Yeah. And I was really lucky that after that, I'm like super ADD with anything unless I just say this is going to happen. So I just laser set in on drag and I did it. Every single week, I drove from Coleman, which was about an hour and 15 minutes from the bar. Sheesh. And every week, came and did it. And then I made casts about a month later, just because I was like, y'all are not going to get rid of me. Nice. I went to the bar manager every time. <laughs> I gave you should put me on cast. Do you see I look great tonight? Hello, I'm here. Right. And it happened pretty quick. Nice. 
nice. Yeah. That is awesome. It was really so lucky. what was the support like coming into that community? Is it kind of catty, like how it can be like in the, you know, cis hetero female pageant world? Or was it a little bit more accepting because we all are a part of the same it community? It is absolutely catty. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. So what yeah, was which, that like, like going into this new group of... I don't know. I sometimes not enjoy the cattiness of it because that stresses me out. But mm-hmm. I like the thrill of standing on my own in a group that wants to look at you yeah. in a catty way and say shitty things. Yeah. I like to stand there and be like, it's going to happen. I love that. So, but it is definitely catty. It oh was. Oh my gosh. You have any like horror stories of like girls trying to sabotage? It was like, I oh no, I tons of horror stories that I probably oh, shouldn't say. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> well, we, can, we can leave it at that because we're not trying to get Karis in no trouble now. So how did you come about developing Karis's personality? So what is she like? What does she like to wear? What's her style like? Karis is just like me times my most thousandth comfortable point. Uh-huh. Like it's just when I don't feel judged at all and I can pick exactly what I want. It's everything glittery and tacky and over the top and I don't care if it matches. It's just whatever feels vivacious and yes. bubbly for the moment. I love it, y'all. And it's ridiculous. So then this is kind of where husband, drag husband comes into, you know, into the picture. I mean, when we first met, the costumes that he was buying were just ridiculously expensive. You uh-huh. go to those um, custom designers that make you this basic gymnastics leotard oh. and want to charge you $150 mm. and they haven't stuck a rhinestone on it. There's not a lick of fringe oh and it's just gosh. this like basic one color bodysuit. Mm-hmm. So he was just always being ripped off. Right. So um, he had a sewing machine that somebody had gifted him for him to learn how to sew not knowing that he would never sew. Right. Um, <laughs> he had good intentions. So, I um, picked up that sewing machine and I picked me up a washcloth and I was like, okay, that's a straight line, that's a straight line, that's a straight line. And so I finally um, took apart some of the costumes that he liked and started putting them together with different fabrics and embellishing them and adding rhinestones and fringe and whatever else. And so doing it that way, it always kind of helped make his vision kind of become exactly what he wanted mm-hmm. it because even when you go to a custom person you can say i want to look like this and i want purple and pink it's and still their interpretation and then they're going to send you like you know this crimson and like butthole pink <laughs> garment that you didn't want <laughs> so you know you kind of always leave it up to their interpretation yeah so i like to just kind of get his ideas mm-hmm. what are you picturing this is the song you're doing what are you feeling for it mm-hmm. and then um does anything ever look exactly like we imagine? No, but we uh, work our way towards Can the end goal. Yeah, <laughs> but you have a better idea because you know the way that he thinks yeah, already. Right, so yeah. he's not having to explain this particular color. If he says that color, you're like, oh, babe, I know exactly what you're talking and about. And so yeah. when it, like, you were talking about going to the dress store, mm-hmm. stores, whenever I have to go to a, a store or help him with a costume or, like, if it's a holiday or a birthday and, like, I want to surprise him with a wig. Um, you know, the first few years of our relationship, you would have caught me dead doing that because uh-huh. all of those are like all sales final, no return, no exchange. So if I get him something that he doesn't like and he like gives me those big, oh my God, I love Thanks. it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when he gives you those big eyes, you know, the first, I think the first time I bought him a costume <laughs> or a wig or something, he kind of gave me those big eyes and then he wore it once and it like, went to the shelf to sit for the yeah. rest of forever. Once out of so obligation. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to waste mm-hmm. that money again. Right. Um, but I think we have similar tastes as far as 
what we like style wise so I know that I can go to a gown store and be like this is his size I think Mm -hmm. this is stunning and nine times out of ten if I get it and come home with it he's in love with it too yeah yeah and what's so special about it is that like our relationship was not built on drag but like right I remember most about him being at shows before we knew each other and then as we slowly got to know each other him watching so I felt like it meant a lot to me that he understood what I was doing and like it just all made sense and made things so much easier and nobody had ever like got what I was trying to put out so much so it is so nice yeah and to have somebody that supports anything that you do especially when you you know have that type of passion about it is awesome that's super precious so aside from making costumes and picking up dresses and you know it's kind of like the skate mom of you know the drag world would be the drag husband dance mom right exactly (laughs) like what else do you contribute to that what else do you do to help Karis while she um, I feel like all of the drag husbands in the community kind of do the same thing. You're not only just their partner and their support, but you're sometimes their manager. Mm-hmm. You help them if they're in a rut need to decide music costumes. Um, to an extent, you're security sometimes because, <laughs> you know, drunk men in a bar see a drag mm-hmm. queen and oh they can get gosh. handsy and touchy. I mean, right. at past bars, I have grabbed people by their pants and dragged them off of the stage because they thought it was appropriate to join him. Ooh. Like, you know, you kind of play security sometimes. Right. Um, but other than that, How way above your... all of that, though, what has been the best part about having a partner in this whole thing is that, like... I came, I come from such a place of love, and before Mm -hmm. I met Kyle, I had no boundaries about, like, what was okay, and when I was taken advantage of, and when I said yes to things because I don't like to hurt people's feelings, Right. Mm -hmm. and he's more so, like, more than security, like, taught me to be my own security, and I've learned to speak up for myself, and to be confrontational, and it's just pushed me so much further learning that from him, because before, I was just... Anybody could walk He was like, baby, you need to find your inner LaQuisha because LaQuisha would be like, no, ma'am, the answer is no. The answer is no, (laughs) ma'am, ma'am, sir, no, sir, not today, absolutely not. Try again. The the place that he was working, um, the bar manager had him there pretty much seven nights a week for free. Oh, my God. You know, they didn't want to pay anything, and it was just, you know, he was committed to it just like, I mean... You know, I'm a manager. I commit to my job. Right. It's a commitment. He was committed to it, doing whatever he could, even if it meant the manager calling him at 1 o'clock in the morning because the show didn't start on time, so he had to get up and go get on to everybody at cast. Like, yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh-uh. That's yeah. called compensation. That's called, um, I need a raise. Yeah. yeah. We need to figure it out. I need a raise, bonus, base salary, plus commission right now, and I need back pay <laughs> before I get up because I'm not about to be bothered. Yeah, which is never an what option in drag. What yeah. Anti Meridian. Right. Central. So, how does that work um, as someone view- viewing it from the outside? Like, how does the pay structure work for, so for that? So, once you've worked to a cast position, which until you make a cast position, you're just coming out for tips. Unless you're lucky enough to get a special guest spot, mm-hmm. you're just working for tips. But once you've got on cast, you get a booking fee for showing up. And then you make all your tips. And the booking fee just depends on experience or sometimes just what the bar can offer. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you always keep your tips. Yeah. And a lot of bars offer drinks while you're there, which is fantastic. The bar I work yeah. at, our place, gives free drinks. So that is always a good part. Nice. Do you ever get stage fright? Yeah, pretty much every time. Really? But that's what fuels me and gives me, like, 
little bit of like yeah you're you can har- you can good. harvest that energy and yeah. then yeah. Get into something fabulous sometimes if you can't find the nervousness the magic is not there like Especially last week like in bigger shows yeah last weekend I was really tired and not into it and I had no nerves and it was the worst show mm. ever so if you're too comfortable you're probably not doing something right I feel like damn you know. Hmm. That's cool. And how, how long have you been doing drag? I think that it's now been seven years. Seven it may have been years. eight. It's really hard to keep up with after sheesh, a while. Sheesh. And you've been just consistently doing it since you jumped in. Like, yeah. it's just been the I've way that you are with it now. as long as a two-month break. Yeah. In seven years. Mm-hmm. That, and is that is insane. every weekend. Insane. So, do you feel like it's a pretty accurate portrayal for what people may see on, like, RuPaul's Drag Race or other drag-like shows for what you kind of... Absolutely not. No? no. Okay, so what do you think? It's they just so much on? more over-glamorized, which I'm sure that that is their, what they're going through, but that is mm-hmm. not what local queens are going through. No. We're not being paid that type of money to be right. able to offer the costumes that they can offer right. or the looks that they can, because unless you've been on TV, your booking is not one thousandth of what they're making right yeah. so some it just wigs, changes everything some of the wigs alone that you see go across the oh stage God, at yes. RuPaul's Drag Race are $200 plus I mean just because they're sculpted and they're styled and they're mm-hmm. finger waved and I mean they're beautiful right. so like I unfortunately cannot learn how to do hair I did the sewing thing right doing the hair thing right but um it, I mean it just really adds up See, we need to put you in touch with our girl, Tanisa. That might be like an at-home project she can do. I'm just saying, because you know we like to hustle. Shout out to Tanisa. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to in the Birmingham area, Alabaster, any of that, go and check out our girl, Tanisa. It's Healthy Hair by Tanisa on Instagram. She is at Sheer Grace Salon. All of those girls do a great job, but that's our girl. So if you local, Mm -hmm. check her out. She's on Instagram, too. Yeah, and she can do all hair types, which is really All hair. She do white girl hair, black girl hair, in-between people hair, but you know it don't really get any different than thin and bone straight than kinky curly you know 4C hair <laughs> so and she do it all and she does a really really good job yes Tanisa yes Tanisa honey yes we need to <laughs> put Tanisa on with some of these queens baby alright so well, I have ahead. a question yeah. so when you kind of mentioned that you were security for him a lot of the times Kyle and uh, I always tend to go back to a jealousy issue in all of our episodes so far like, how do you deal with other guys uh, or just humans in general touching your husband while he's in drag? Um, I think that that always really goes down to the couple. Some couples, you know, have more bound, or more open boundaries in their relationship, more Us. strict boundaries in their relationship. Us. Like, I do not mind him going up and, like, taking a dollar for somebody and give them a little bit of a show if they get a little touchy like they love to try to shove a dollar down somebody's boobs or like up somebody's skirt like I don't care that ass you're touching is all couch foam that's right. not the same ass I'm touching <laughs> right um so that really doesn't bother me now like if they grab him and like pull him and or like are trying to hold him in a spot which kind of really tends to happen in the bars like our place because there's not really a stage. They kind of work right. the entire floor. Yeah. They go in between the tables. There's people constantly walking across the mm-hmm. dance floor. So they'll think it's appropriate to just kind of join the drag queen in the middle of this dance floor and like hold them in that spot and kind of dance with them. Oh. But like I, aggressively. Yeah. yeah. 
And those are the ones that I'll kind of walk up and be like, uh-uh. Right. N- no. We, <laughs> sir, sir. sir we, we should No, sir, no. no. I don't know what you name her, but my <laughs> inner... <laughs> I don't like, um, you know, I don't like the ones that come up and try to tip out of their mouth just because I'm a germaphobe. I think that's disgusting right, that's nice. that you would even put that dollar in your mouth. And then try and to put, then try to put it in germs. my husband's mouth so that my husband can put those germs in my mouth. No, thank you. You better keep your dollar out your mouth. Thank you. That's nasty. Yeah. Keep it out your mouth. And luckily, that's just not like a... There's so many genres of drag, and that's just not drag that, like, we present. It's become yeah. such a wee thing, like... And I, we like, like, packaged, pretty, nails on, bubble gum, like... No, you can't do outrageous stuff with me. It's a dream. You right. know what I mean? Right. So, like, I think right. if you present that fantasy really professionally and put out what you serve, then they mm-hmm. can see your boundaries more. And I think right. that's where some people teeter the line and get in those uncomfortable situations and I'm pretty good at avoiding them because because of that. Right. And with our place it's home. Everybody uh-huh. that comes there it's such a home like I don't mean hole in the wall in a bad way but it's just a yeah. small little bar. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody that comes there you generally walk in the bar and you know every face there. Yeah. Um, it's the regulars. So it's you more know. intimate yeah, yeah, it is. So, like, if somebody's up there touching Sire, giving Sire a hug and a kiss on the cheek, it's probably somebody I know and right. I'm not really bothered by. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the strangers, that if they try to get too handsy or too wild, like, first of all, they now know that Karis is the queen that you don't do that with. Because right. there have been a couple of instances where he has had to show his Lakeisha side. Mm-hmm. Um, and, <laughs> Sir, ma'am, and no. it gets around Birmingham really quick. But, mm-hmm. you know, oh, Karis is psychotic. <laughs> Karis will cut um, you. <laughs> yeah, Karis is the one you don't want to fuck with because right. she will chase you around the bar screaming even when it's over. Oh, there you go. Um, so, <laughs> I think people just kind of, word gets around and they know, like, what queens like. Right. And what certain queens will allow. And I think right. people just kind of, the fan base that he's built up knows that He's not really a touchy-feely person. He'll mm-hmm. hug you. He'll give you a kiss on the cheek. He doesn't mind you putting your dollars in his garments That's and it. stuff like and that. But and leave it at that. Don't dry hump his leg and mm-hmm. try to salsa with him while he's on the stage because, you know, there was a day at the Quest that he grabbed one by her arm and did a couple of spins and just launched her. <laughs> so I also have to remember that, like, I shoved all this shit in my pantyhose. Don't knock my legs too hard. You may move a butt cheek. Right, and don't you. fuck with my hair. Right. Then my hair's fucked up. Right. You know, so. Don't do it. Don't do me. So just kind of touching base with that. Like, how do you balance doing drag with your relationship? Like, I know that there's kind of some overlap and then there would be some separate parts. So what does that balancing act like for you guys? So luckily, I only do it, not luckily to sound in a bad way, but I only do it two days a week now. When Mm -hmm. it was five, it was three. Yeah, sometimes three. It was very hard, but I think that it's just like... For me, I'm a big like planner, and I always try to mm-hmm. have something to look forward to, yeah. whether it's work or it's drag. So when I know that I have a lot of drag, I try to like really be like, okay, well, we've got this day coming up. What do you want to do? What can we do together? Or just make sure that you're extra putting right. energy there, which I'm not always great at. I can't right. sit and write a book about it because it's a struggle for me. Yeah, right. But it's everyday work. It's every weekend work. You just have to do your best and be consistent at it because mm-hmm. yeah. it's also drag is intoxicating and no matter how long you do it you can get lost in it I mean, even for yeah. both of us, like I get so excited in like helping him put together an idea like mm-hmm. um the comedy club has decided that they're going to host another giant drag what? show in September oh I need um, the dates and they're wanting celebrity illusions yes Ooh, celebrity illusions <laughs> celebrity illusions <laughs> 
Um, mm. So without giving any of that away, that means we have a ton of costumes to get together um, to fit whichever celebrities he has decided to impersonate, plus whichever celebrity group they have decided to impersonate for the opening number. Um, hmm. So it gives us a lot to look forward to. So as long as we, you know, just like any relationship, keep open communication about like, what all we have to do, like keep a constant to-do list, like right. we need to get these wigs ready for this number, we need six costumes for this mix because yeah. you're doing costume changes, we need da-da-da-da, so let's sit down and on this Saturday we're going to knock it all out. Yeah. And you know, we'll just sit down and have just a full-on craft day and work on everything we can for that day and then, you know, for the next week, every night when we get home from work, we're pulling out a costume that I've made and rhinestones right. to it and had in fringe and last minute things. I mean, even up to him walking on stage, if I have super glue and a rhinestone, I'm like, ooh, this needs one right here. <laughs> you know, it just kicks in that OCD and I'm like, ah, oh, it's missing. Right. It's but not even, finished. Shout out to the E6000. Yeah, okay. E6000. <laughs> um, even with that though, like, He's good at keeping it in check because the other night I was grabbing something to do in drag and he'll be like, are you really just going to work on drag tonight? And that's when you have to be like, okay, no, I'm not because I'm going to work on it the next three nights. That's fair. I'm going to put it away. Right. So. That's good. How often do y'all find yourself having, yourselves having to revisit that discussion of we need to separate it for time? (laughs) It's usually. (laughs) It's me and you time. When we're exhausted after a big event. Like, um, Speaking of the start on comedy club show that they're going to mm-hmm. do, um, you know, that weekend, I'm sure he'll have three shows plus the two weeks leading up to that. We will have be, do- we will be doing something every single night from the moment we both leave work, whether it's hemming a costume, sewing a costume, tacking something, embellishing it, um, teasing hair, hairspraying, like we will have something to do almost every night for right. two weeks to make sure all of that is perfect right. on top of rehearsals with the other cast girls mm-hmm. and everything else that goes along with it. Yeah. Um, so probably the week after Viva La Diva, we'll both have to sit back and be like, we're not touching hair. We're not touching costumes. Lock it away in the drag room. Um, you know, and just kind of relax. Yes. What's the most that you've ever spent at one time just for drag? He did the Miss Central Alabama Pride pageant one year and, uh, we spent about $1,500 for the yeah, yeah. That, that hurt a little bit. Yeah. <clears throat> did it work you out for you? Or like... He got first alternate that year. He oh. did He pres- He did a very good job. It yeah. was fantastic. Ooh, 1500 Yeah. yeah. But it's... Okay, um, my like, we not... I'm not mad. I'm you not kind mad. of budget as you need. Like, he'll occasionally come out. You know, he obviously can recycle costumes and mm-hmm. stuff like that because he's got a closet built up. Mm-hmm. But occasionally, even once you cycle through those, like, you'll have a regular at the bar that's like, damn, Karen, you wear that every weekend. Even when he doesn't wear it on the weekend, uh-huh. it's just something that they recognize before. Right. So you're like, shit, it's time, it's time for a new costume. Right. Um, I'm always afraid of that just at work. Where yeah. Where you're saying over <laughs> right. again and yeah. people being like, didn't you just wear, every time I see you, you're wearing that outfit. Yeah. But is it And Monday? I'm just like, I know, but babe, put it with these other pants. <laughs> yeah. Put it with these other pants. But it's Monday, so this is my Monday outfit. Exactly. Like, when I have a, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, so it's just kind of like, yep. when something is, um just kind of old and we don't have anything new in the closet for Mm -hmm. him or like some of the hair will you know once you get so much hairspray in it it's kind of real stiff right or if it sits in the car overnight and Mm. you know turns into jimmy neutron hair (laughs) Um, (laughs) you know they're they're just sometimes like you just you kind of just know when he needs something new Mm -hmm. and then we're like okay let's look at the accounts let's see what we can afford let's see what we can do and then 
And then you just kind of hope it pays itself off. Yeah. And then you, know, you end up going out and buying like three wigs and four costumes. Yes. You're like, wait, I was just getting one wig. Oh, well. Yeah. I went to Target for eggs and yeah, came exactly. out with a comforter and a new futon and some pillows and <laughs> a new pot and pan set. I ain't got no room in the cabinets. I feel you. you. I feel you. I'm not mad. Yeah, you always I'm come mad. out on top, though, because mm-hmm. you're going to at least at some point make that money back. Yeah. yeah. You know? It's So it's an investment. It yes. is absolutely always an, investment. an investment. I love that. What's the, like, what's the best story you have of going out and just, like, trying dresses on or an outfit on? Like, whether it be embarrassing or, your like, weird just looks. Just a good just... story. You know, I don't even have a good story because my problem in life is that I am not embarrassed to do any of that. Same. So I don't, I don't give a shit. That's I'll Tiffany. go into a thrift Same. store with everybody mm-hmm. looking at me crazy and put on all the heels and walk around in the store. Same. I don't care. <laughs> I'll put on bathing suits in a store with no pads on. I don't care if you look yes. at me stupid. I'm trying to make a purchase. And I go and try a dress on somewhere and I'm immediately uncomfortable and embarrassed already. Just yes. It's a dress. Yes. So I'm like... Mm, and it's not like every time we have we have no. tried on one dress for you or one style of dress. Yeah. The best experience we've had, yeah. I will say, shout out to Glitz and Gowns and Alabaster. Yeah. yeah. They um, didn't bat an eye. They didn't care. They had no problem with the fact that there was a cross dresser up in their shop mm-hmm. trying on all their dresses. Yes. Um, they were bringing him more to try on. I mean, they were just fantastic. Yes. So, so would you consider cross dressing and? Being a drag queen, the same thing? No. Okay. And I may be uninformed, so just so in case, only just in case I'm uninformed. But from what I understand, cross-dressing is more of like just for the enjoyment of it. Maybe sometimes sexual enjoyment. Maybe sometimes mm-hmm. just the feel Personal of it. enjoyment. But drag queen is just such an other realm of yeah, like entertainment. It's like the, it's a performance thing uh-huh. rather than uh, a sexual aesthetic. Right. I gotcha. Uh, just, to, just to clarify, not that I thought that it was or anything, but yeah. uh, you know, there's a lot of misinterpre- misinterpretation within our community in general, and so I think just having these open and honest conversations can really shed some light on what it is and what it feels like. So, and just because you do drag doesn't mean that you identify it as trans either, correct? Right. Absolutely. Is that like, how big of a stigma is that in the drag community? I don't feel like I get that that much but going back to like cross-dressing I think yeah. that sometimes people assume just because you come and do it on the weekends for work that you're randomly going out dressed in drag on a weekday right you know mm-hmm. but I don't really get misgendered for trans often I think people mm-hmm. have at least in the community got more knowledgeable to not say that kind of I but gotcha. you've also got to watch out for um what a lot of the drag queens call chasers mm-hmm. um it is the like almost heterosexual seeming guy that's coming to the bar just to look for a drag queen or a transgender woman to like we live know out their fantasy. Yeah. Um, I mean, just what, a couple of months ago at our place, I was sitting in the dressing room, you know, counting his dollars and getting his stuff together. And some man decides to come like in the dressing room with his camera asking if he can take pictures of Cy and his pantyhose because his friend is into drag queens. I'm like, no. Why yeah. do you think that that's okay to yeah. do? Yeah. yeah, so many people assume because you're doing that, you have just like such a free 
sexual down for anything just right. because you're dressing drag. And if you do, that's totally okay, but you cannot assume everybody works that right. way. Right. Consent, consent, consent. Yeah. There are times, there are places, there are resources you can use for that. Right. I'm sure there's a website. You do not approach somebody in their personal time and in their personal space while they're getting ready to approach them with some bullshit mm-hmm. like that. Get your life or together. Like when you know better. We went to um we went after a show one night down to a karaoke bar in Birmingham and there was this straight guy and his straight girlfriend pretty much harassing Sai while he was in drag because they wanted it was their friend's birthday and they wanted Sai to give him a lap dance. And Sai said, I I don't do that. He mm-hmm. said, I'm a drag queen. I get paid to perform. Mm-hmm. I've done my show for tonight. I'm just here to enjoy myself. Mm-hmm. And they just could not let it go. I mean, they insulted him as far as like asking, well, are you a man or a woman? Do you think you look like a woman? I mean, you just kind of run into it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Do you think that's just because we're in the South, or do you think that could have been, like, anywhere? I think it definitely could be anywhere, but I, it's for sure... A little more harsh in the South. Like, you know, we stop at the gas station every night on our way to the bar before the show to get, like, cigarettes and drinks and, you know, anything else we need gas. And, um, you know, people will pull up by the car and just see Cy in the front seat and they're like, oh, my God, like, whipping their necks to try to see, What in the hell's going on in there? this beautiful woman? I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, she's got five o'clock shadow. I don't know what's happening there. Like, what? I don't get it. Yeah, she's real beard. pretty, but that beard, I don't. <laughs> that beard. I don't Disclosure: Karis never has a beard. No, right? <laughs> no, ma'am, ma'am. Mm. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. I can't grow a beard either. It's okay. I know. We tried. Yeah, he can't even if he tried. That's it. Oh my goodness. So, what about friends that you've made in the drag community? If there are any, or if you just kind of like to keep that at a professional distance. I've made friends, mm-hmm. definitely, and I don't want to discredit. I've made some really great relationships, but you mm-hmm. have to be 200 times more weary. Yeah. You know, and just make sure that you have very level. I have some very few close friends that I know. The ones that are iffy, those are always going to be there because you just can't always count on people in the, in this industry, right. unfortunately. You know, right. I have a couple that I work with every weekend. Um, at our place and I trust them and I feel like we're very upfront and but even on our bad days we can be a little catty with each other. So you just have to really be on your toes mm-hmm. but then really hold on to the people that you know are special and good right. to you. Oh my gosh. All right. So it sounds like, you know, it, it it's a lot involved <laughs> with that. I I worked for a figure skating school for a little over two years. That's awesome. And a lot like there are kind of some overlap just because it is something that's very performative so it's a lot of costumes it's you know like the e6000 like i could i would recognize that smell anywhere yeah i know about how you count gross of stones yeah. i've done it i you know like all the, i know about the toothpick tricks i know about all of that so a lot of that is just super 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 involved and you're just shaking your head like i don't, like, I don't know, know about nope. none of that not none i don't know about none of that but there's so much that's involved with that and to be doing that for seven years yeah, it's ultimately, really where do you want to take like it? Like, year. if you could have like your like drag fantasies come true, where would this take you? Would it still be something you did as a hobby, just like it would be with theater, or is it something that you would want to kind of get to like the drag race type of echelon, or is there something else that may be still kind of along those lines, but in a different sect? If I didn't talk myself out of big opportunities, and if that wasn't my worst habit, I would love to be on RuPaul, and I would love yes. to make a laugh out of this because. 
that when you see people feel what you're doing and how happy it makes them, yeah. there's nothing I love more than drag. Yeah. It's better than a dollar. Yeah, it is amazing. But in a different mind frame, you look at drag and wonder how you're going to make it lucrative. So it's like a, right. a different feeling all the time. But right. dream, I would love to be Yes, a famous drag queen. I love I would that. Love it oh my, so okay. Much. All right, y'all. we about to get Karis on Drag Race, okay? Please. Hashtag Karis on Drag Race. Hey, RuPaul. I'm just saying. Currently, everybody's, <laughs> currently everybody's trying to get him to do all the Birmingham crew pageants and stuff like that. They're wanting him to be a pageant queen. And it's not something he's completely oh. shut out yet. Mm-mm. Well, there are di- so explain that there are different categories of drag queens and stuff too. So what are what are some of the different categories? There's pageant queens and just show queens and really alternative queen. I comedy mean, there queens. is comedy queens. Yeah. Really, just something for everybody. Gotcha. For everybody. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So how do you how would you identify then in that? Karis is a showgirl. Yeah. yeah, I think that so I could that be mean? very successful in pageants, but like. I really like really like the gritty showness of it. I like yeah. I like the bar shows, not because they're at bars, but I like the work that goes into it and mm-hmm. it being a little more free than a pageant. And I don't deal with rules well, and I don't deal yep. with a lot of Same. structure Same. because when you go out and drag, you don't want a rule. I want to come do what I'm feeling and what I can connect to tonight. And yes. if the pageant's that night and I'm not feeling it, that kind of thing is hard for me to connect yes. to. Yes. So I really like just being a show girl. I yeah. don't know what I tap into what genre I would be. I don't know. And then once yeah. you... It's hard to know. Once you get a title, there's like this... Not necessarily a contract you sign, but it's like this moral obligation that you're going to follow mm. X amount of rules the entire nope, year. Nope, never mind. Okay. I'm keeping not gonna, it, we're keeping it show <laughs> I'm not going to drink in my title pen, and I'm not going to do this in my title pen. And like, it just really... It's like taking a private business mm-hmm. and letting a corporation buy you out and set your rules. Yep. That's Which I, what... A pageant kind of is. Sometime yeah. I'm going to be ready for it for sure. I'll just have to be fully prepared. Right. You know, but I love to pretend I'm Miss Alabama, so I know I could get yes. down with it. Yes, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Hey, buddy. Hi. Hey, buddy. Don't you start. <laughs> Hello. We're getting the visitors because the puppies, I'm sure that you heard the deaf one barking in the background a little while ago, so they just come in for cuddles and hopefully nobody will just hack to death in the next couple of years. I know they're brats. It's our fault. It's our fault. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, that sounds like a good place to close this off, you guys. Um, Karis, if you would like for people to follow you on Instagram, where can they find you, girl? Please follow me on Instagram. It's karis.bubblegum.goddess. And Karis is K-H-A-R-R-I-S. I also have a like page on Facebook that's Karis, K-H-A-R-R-I-S. And I think that's all you have to have to look me up and just look for blonde hair and pink backgrounds yes that will be me yes 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 i love it um all right you guys so that has been this episode please do not forget to like comment share subscribe um rate us on apple Podcasts. um share it with a friend if we have done something that you liked i love the dms that we get on instagram saying that anything that we've done has been impactful insightful you enjoyed it it made you laugh it something resonated with you so continue sharing that thing um that you do with us guys and we will talk to you guys soon bye Bye. all right honeybees before you go we just want to show miss karis a little extra love make sure you follow her on instagram at karis.bubblegum.goddess and karis is k-h-a-r-r-i-s.bubblegum.goddess you can also see her perform live at the mr and miss apollo birmingham event let the games begin that's this saturday september 14th at al's place in birmingham alabama it's going to be at 8 p.m and there is a cover charge for that you can also see her at the viva 
Angela Diva pageant coming up on September 22nd, which is also a Saturday. The show starts at 6.30, and that's at Stardome Comedy Club in Birmingham, Alabama. Again, just in case you didn't know we were in Alabama. All right, you guys, that's it. Just go make sure you show our girl some love, and we'll see you next time. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the queers, all the straights, anybody in between, give it up for Miss Karis. <laughs>